Welcome to the Bible Brief with your host, Lori Denning. In this special three-part series, Lori has invited her friend, Dr. McLean Heward, to join her to discuss the most controversial, confusing, and misunderstood book in the New Testament, the book of Revelation. We hope you're enriched by this dialogue as Lori and McLean try to sort through some of the most popular misunderstandings about Revelation, while also giving us ideas about how this ancient apocalypse is about our lives in the here and now. everybody. <laughs> Wanted to welcome my friend McLean. This is McLean. And uh, we're taking a little spin with the Bible brief. And we thought what we do today is talk about apocalyptic literature, apocalypse, end of the world, uh, something that kind of comes up a bunch. So we thought, well, I, he knows everything about the apocalypse. So I thought, let's invite McLean and let's talk about it. And let's say, hey, what's the deal with that thing? What is the deal with that thing? Yeah. What is the deal? So, um, so this is McLean. Is the world ending? Yeah. Um, is it when? Do well, you know? I know because I've read the book of Revelation and with a bunch of yarn and a chart, <laughs> a chart I have mapped out the end of the world. Good. No, it comes up right. So the book of Revelation is a book that gets sometimes misconstrued. It's easy to misunderstand. It's current, right? We have crazy times that we live in. So let's talk about for a second, just what is it? What's in there? How do we just untangle all of this and figure out, is it something we should even pay attention to? I think that this is the most, perhaps the most misunderstood book of scripture. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so. Pretty much hands down. Or people either read it a lot and it gets kind of misconstrued or they just skip it all together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're just like, I don't even know. It's just back there. We never use it in, it's never written in the, um, in the liturgies. It's not in anything, right? It's just nowhere. I, I like that idea of misconstrued, right? It, it, like they take it and they use it for their own purposes, not for either God or the original inspired writer's uh, purpose. Right. True. And I think that understanding some major themes of the book of Revelation will help us to use it appropriately. Theologically responsible. Theologically responsible. We have to be theologically that responsible. sounds nerdy. I wanted to use some big words. <laughs> I, I feel bad if I don't use Check that off words. the list. I mean, I went to school. Check. I said theological. No, it, if we, when we misconstrue it, though, we've seen it. It has physical, emotional, spiritual ramifications, right? People, you know, prepping people. Um, I have a friend who has not paid for retirement and ha- cannot retire because he thought that it would be over by now. So and there, what, what a balance, right? Because yeah. I think preparation is a, is a valuable thing, but, but right. hyper preparation yeah. book of Thessalonians style, right? Like Jesus is coming back tomorrow. tomorrow. Right. Don't, don't get plant, married. Don't, don't, right. yeah, don't do Just anything. Cash out your 401k. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so I think it has real ramifications in our day, right? It either Absolutely. freaks you out or you're not sure or you give up or it seems scary or weird. So let's then start with that. Let's say, hey, what's this book of Revelation about? What are its major themes? What are the big ideas? And let's start there. And so we can be theologically responsible. Yeah. And better disciples. Okay. Is, or I mean, you can could I say, say that? is that, was that not? Hip Christians. <laughs> uh, see, now we've got both ends of the spectrum. We've got nerd and hipsters. I, I don't, I don't conversation. Only, I can't, I can't, I can't play the middle, man, McLean. I can only be either really weird or the other really weird. (laughs) (laughs) This is perfect. This is going to go great. Let's do it. Yeah, great, great. Okay. Ready, set, go. So, Lord, do you think that we can tell that the time of the end, if if we're careful readers of the book of Revelation? 
No. Can we tell the <laughs> No, I actually think it's exactly then, not what the book Then why do I want to listen for the rest of this? You don't. So okay. the <laughs> Thanks for coming. No, I think I think that's one of the it's a really good question though because I think what happens with the book of Revelation we we get this idea of apocalypse like what's an apocalypse and so we look at the book of Revelation or we get on YouTube or you know somebody in our congregation and we think it's telling us if we're careful how to see the signs of the times how to track down when Christ will return or the end of the earth and I don't know that that's what the book is purporting to do I think that's what we like to do with it but I don't think that's what it does what do, you, what do you think, McLean? Uh, I, I'm I'm 100 on your team on this one. I hope to be against you in one of these arguments. I, I feel but like I'm, we've, I've stacked the bench. That's what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. So what is it? That's that's the million dollar question. Okay. I think that I think if I could summarize the Book of Revelation into the simplest form, it is a commentary on a cosmic battle of epic proportions, right? That's going on now and how we can find hope and success. So it's now it's about now a cosmic battle that if we could see it, we would understand and we could find hope and success. So I actually think that, so, I mean, you got drag, like, like what book in the Bible is like, let's talk about dragons right. that have seven headed beasts yes. and yeah. people with yeah. horns and, yeah. and bulls and seals. And yeah. 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 So I think, I think that the imagery is used to help us to understand that this is epic. Okay. More so than like, this is going to be reality more than like a dragon is going to eat a baby of a, <laughs> of a woman. Right. Like, yeah. It's like, what is it? So, we're talking about a book of the Bible that has a lot of symbols, a lot of images, and they're really hard to unravel, right? I don't yeah. think we can say, oh, yeah, it's clear, right? It's super clear what those are. So then um, what is an apocalypse? I think that's where we start. What's yeah. an apocalypse? Yeah. I, I, I want your, your thoughts. <laughs> you want my thoughts? Yeah, because well, I'm just the friend. You're the expert. That's not true. Right? But, um, well, I think there are a couple of things, right? The first thing I always go back to is what's an apocalypse? And apocalypse is just a word for unveiling. So I think your your first point is really valid that <clears throat> these this was a vision of a prophet. It's a bunch of it's a letter, right? And he's John and he's on Patmos. And we don't know if it's John the Elder, John the Beloved, but some John. And so he's writing and he says, Hey, church, the whole church, all you guys in Greece, all this new growing church, you're struggling. You're being oppressed. You've got persecutions. There's some apathy going on. It's like, eh. And it's struggle. So I'm going to unveil. So the word apocalypse in Greek is unveiling. So we just use the American word or the English word reveal. So it's kind of like if you could peel back the curtain, you could see what was there all along. So when they're struggling through anything, uh, could be persecutions or it could be apathy or uh terror in their lives or something, they're going to say, well, hey, I thought this was supposed to work out better. I thought that if I followed Jesus, that my life would be awesome. And it's not so awesome. And so there's an apocalypse of revealing, let me show you what it's really like, the cosmic battle. Well, this is, this is the part of the book of Revelation that I love, where it's like, because <clears throat> how many times do you, on your Christian walk, do you come across a difficulty and you think, I thought this was supposed to be easier? I thought this thing was, I thought this life thing was if I rely on Jesus, then I get, I get the spiritual Twinkies so often that the difficulty isn't so difficult because 
I'm with Jesus. And right. it makes it easy. It makes smooths it smooths out the path. But the reality is that, I mean, even the, even the historical context of the book of Revelation helps us understand that life is not going to be easy, but with the Savior, with Jesus Christ, it gives you purpose and it gives you hope of, of eternal benefit and of answers to difficult questions more than it does like, oh, today's going to be easy. Yeah. So, so it isn't just a quid pro quo. I've cashed in my, uh, to <laughs> if use If a- I erase <laughs> the name of the beast and put on God's name, then blessings raining M&Ms. And it would be life. clear for everybody. They would yeah. just, you know, be Christian tomorrow because it just erased all the troubles. So, so you're saying the- it's not that. I don't know. I don't think so. And, you know, case in point, so I was uh, visiting with a really good family friend and the dad um, talked with me afterwards, after we, we visited, and he's like, so my daughter's really struggling. She prays, she, she's in junior high, she's praying, God, help me to have a good day. And then she has a horrible day and she's like, is God real? Because I wanted a good day, right? And I prayed for it. Yeah. Why wouldn't he give me a good day? Yeah. And so I think that, I think the book of Revelation helps answer some of those types of questions. So- I think that that's a key, though, is that you point out is that there's this book in the Bible that saying it isn't all a cakewalk. It isn't going to be super smooth. In fact, having troubles, trials, tribulations, war, famine, not having a good day at school and junior high is just part of the walk, i.e. the entire book of Mark. So, <laughs> which is like, take up your cross, right? It's it's telling us something else. You said something, though, that I think is interesting. You said, I think that's the historical setting of the book. Yeah. So what was the historical setting yeah, of the book? Yeah. Tell me. Christian martyrdom, right? Christian I mean, martyrdom. Like, like to be very blunt and, and to the point. So you have a number of different uh, emperors in the Roman Empire that are are not happy with Christianity and their cultural context helps lead to that. Their, their paradigm helps right. lead to a, we're against the Christians. They well, won't. It's like, worship me, worship me as God, Caesar. Yeah. And you won't because you're worshiping the Lord. Yeah. Or worship other Roman gods. Right. And, and their mentality, their paradigm is that the Christians are causing trouble in the kingdom. Right. And yeah. so. Yeah. They're bringing down the wrath of the gods exactly. by not participating. Yeah. Yeah, if yeah. they won't participate, then it's unpatriotic. It's unpatriotic, but but the, but then it's even more than that. If they won't participate, then it it jeopardizes the safety of the community because we have to swear allegiance to these gods, otherwise they won't protect us, yeah. right? Yeah. And so when the Christians complicate that, and so let's get rid of the Christians. Yeah. So I mean, we think right the junior high girl that um, not not to make light of her her challenges, but. Um, you have a rough day. That's a different level of rough day, right? <laughs> then you're thrown to the lions or yes. kicked out of town. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the book of Revelation is a bunch of, it's a letter, right? So it says it's a letter, it's a prophecy, and it's this apocalypse. It's an unveiling. But it's to these churches, right? Yeah. It starts out the seven churches. Um, and I think that gives us the same clue. Hey, it's not all going well, and you guys are struggling. So I'm going to write you some tips about how this is going to work out because you're being persecuted or it's easy to drop into apathy, right? Just meaning, eh, like, why would I do all this stuff? So I think there's, he's saying, hey, everybody in, you know, downtown Los Angeles, hey, everybody in Chicago, hey, everybody in London, but the Greek versions, right? Hey, <laughs> I can't say all the words, you know, and co- co- 
Phil, oh, I can say Philadelphia. Yeah, there you go. yeah. in Philadelphia, <laughs> Colossae or whatever. I can't remember all of them. But it's like, hey, it's tough, and I get it. But if you had the vision, the big picture, the unveiling, you'd see how it will work out in the end. So if you if we look at the preface, that first you know two three chapters of the book, then we say that's the setting. That's where we're coming from. Hey, they're like us. Do I just give up trying to be a Christian or is persecution really all that's going to be in my life? And he's like, oh, wait, there's more. And I think that setting helps us understand it. Okay. So here's my question for you. Okay. So make you know, it we, an easy question. Like <laughs> softball. Exactly. So, so, you know, we talk about this idea of, of like choosing, choosing Christ, choosing Christianity is not going to lead to this happy, instant happiness okay. and joy. But so what can a Christian count on um, in terms of an unveiling? Like what, what are the, what are the small moments of benefit that can give us the power to make it through our challenges? Like what, what can the Christian count yeah. on? Is it just the book of revelation? Like, Oh, let me unveil. You mean Here's, at the end will all work out in the end, Yeah, but there's in the meantime, just suck it up. Yeah, just just tough it out. Grin, grin and bear. Yeah. You know, I think uh, there's a right in chapter four and five. I think is a clue. So in chapter four, right, John is seeing up into the throne room, and there, are, you know, these twenty four elders, and and they have this scroll, which is how is history going to work out? Right. This is the Lord's King's verdict, the scroll, and he weeps. Who can open it? No one. No one is worthy to open it. So John's weeping, and it's like, how is this going to work out for us? And and then. They say, they proclaim, hey, it's okay, John. I paraphrase. <laughs> hey, John, don't cry. It's okay, John. It's okay because the lion of the tribe of Judah is here and he hears and he's and he's finally like, victory. He's going to stomp out all the bad, right? The lion of the tribe of Judah. And do you remember what he sees? Yeah. What was yeah, it? The lamb. But it's not just a lamb. It's a slain lamb. It's, it's, it's slain a living lamb. slain lamb, right? Yeah, and Which, it's like. But he thought what he heard was the lion. And when he turned, he saw the lamb, Christ, through the sacrifice. He, Christ didn't come and squash all of his enemies. He sacrificed his love, his love, his life. He gave his life for them. So he's saying, hey, you can do the same thing. In fact, spoiler alert, that's when they open the seventh seal. Do you remember they open the seventh seal? And he says, I heard, same thing, I heard, not the lion, I heard 144,000. And that's, you know, numbers, that's the military. So you're like, it's going to be armies, the 144,000. And he turns and he sees people of all nations. And so this multicultural people who have followed and followed Christ that they've sacrificed in their lives. And they're the ones that are going to change the world, that sacrifice. So I think to answer your question, it isn't all going to be easy, but we can create moments of following Christ that create a little blip of Eden, a little unveiling of our own, a little spark of awesome, right? You say, hey, but what do, what do you think? I mean, it is kind of discouraging if you think, are we saying that the Christian walk is just going to be like, well, it'll work out in the end, but it's kind of a suck fest on the way. And I mean that in the most less, least vulgar way. It's just <laughs> going to be tough and struggle. Is that all yeah. that I have? In, why would I sign up? Right? Yeah. 
What, well, I think that, I think that the, the way that you've set this up is is beautiful because it, of the paradigm, right? Lion of the tribe of Judah, like y'all, they're going to come and regulate, like they're going to like drop the, like the beat down on all the Romans, yeah, right? Finally, like, and they're like, yeah, bring it, right? And then it's like you turn around and like you're ready for the battle, and it's like, wait, a slain lamb, a little baby lamb, that's not going to beat my demons that's not going to conquer my foes but but the reality is um it it kind of does it kind of does and i was thinking well what times in my life have have i actually felt that unveiling where god was like real where he was actually real Mm. in the time of turmoil and to tell you the truth it came back to uh an exam I had in college, the biggest and the finalist exam in my college experience was so nerve wracking, right? I was going to stand in front of three professors and try to defend myself for two hours. And it was, it was so scary that it was actually one of the first times in my life that I, I felt like I had an anxiety attack, right? And it was just so nerve wracking. And I, I ended up just falling back into habit of going to scripture and reading scripture. And I, I read of Jesus's miracles, the Savior's miracles during his earthly sojourn. And, and like that was the moment where God kind of unveiled himself to me. And it was like, you are in this moment of in, intense difficulty for you. But just like I provided strength and miracles in the past, I'll provide some strength and miracles in the present for you. And, and, and those, those small momentary Christian moments where we actually have God unveil himself mm-hmm. does give us the strength to, to keep moving forward. And I think that, I think that the book of Revelation encapsulates that, right? Where it's like you have so much difficulty, but you have moments of, of wow. understanding your identity. Like I'm, I'm not, I don't want to identify with the beast, I'm, I'm going to identify, I'm going to choose actively to identify with the lamb yeah. who gives us a model of life where we actually lay ourselves down <clears throat> for the benefit of yeah. others. Yeah. And that actually, I think, is, is a profoundly rewarding life, and a, a profoundly a, a, a rewarding life. Right? Yeah. And you're like, those moments. Sustaining, right? Sustaining. I like that. Like if you have these little, these touch points, right, where God is unveiled to you, right? Moments of testimony, moments of the spirit, moments of of God in your life, pow, 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 and it propels you along. In our current culture, I think that those are unreasonable. What do you mean? Unreasonable. Uh, um, in certain settings, right, you say, well, I read, I read this passage of scripture and it provided with peace. Uh, and you have people that'll say, well, that was, that was because you brought with, you brought unknowingly expectation of relief mm-hmm. and it was your mind that helped. And, and so they become reasoned, right? Yeah. And reasoned away. But I think that the Christian walk um, is a way to approach reality that, that brings consistent moments brilliant that conflicts with our culture right conflicts with our our culture culture. so another central element of the book of revelation right that it's against the culture so let's wrap it up the book of revelation then 
can be applicable to us, or it can be this unveiling, a moment when God reveals himself to us in moments of conflict, and yet we can come out victorious. Is that a pretty good thesis? Man, conquer with Christ. Yes. (laughs) Okay, well, I think that's a good place to start, right? What is it? What is the theme? What's it trying to get to? And then uh, maybe we can talk a little bit more about uh, some of how we make that real in our lives and, and what those hopes are. Okay. All right, thanks, McLean. Okay, see you on the flip side. This has been a production of the Patheos Podcast Network. You can find a video version of this episode on the Patheos website or on the Patheos YouTube channel. If you want to help this series grow, please subscribe or write a review or simply share this episode with someone who you think may enjoy this conversation. A special shout out to Walter Merckx, Sierra Montoya, Laurie Denyer, and the rest of the production team that helped create the original video series. This podcast episode was edited, mixed, and mastered by me, Clinton Battles. If you're enjoying this series, consider checking out Answers, the latest podcast offering from Patheos. Of Hinduism. What is excommunication? What are the five pillars of Islam? What is Buddhism? When was the Holy Answers is a show for people who are curious about the world's religions. In this series, Patheo seeks to provide concise answers to some of the most common questions people have about Buddhism, Christianity, Hinduism, Islam, Judaism, and so many more of the world's great religious traditions. You can find answers and our entire podcast catalog on patheos.com or on your favorite podcast app. Check the show notes for helpful links and more information.